All right. Last night, Fastlane was a very, very average show, I would say. I didn't mind it too bad. I did enjoy a couple of surprises, but overall, it was exactly as expected. I give it a solid C+, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll talk to Tex about it. We'll give our opinions, and you guys decide what you liked and what you didn't like about it. And feel free to post any comments on our group page. So, let's get on with it. Oh, over wrestling. Okay, Tex, what were your thoughts on this overall? I thought it was a, it was a really good peep, uh, pay-per-view overall. Uh, it told every story it needed to tell, and uh, they're not going to swerve this close to WrestleMania, of course. I know, but one can only hope, you know? It just depends on what you were uh, hoping for, I guess. Well, I mean, I what knew better. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything major, but... You know, maybe one big curveball or two, but overall, anything that was a surprise was kind of like, oh, so that's what we're doing on WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that, but I mean, there's only so many ways they could go, I guess. Well, that and as you said, they're this close to WrestleMania, they're not going to completely change the story like massively or anything. So, yeah. It is what it is. Did you get a chance to uh, go back and check out the uh, uh, kickoff show? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I know it involved the New Day and something to do with uh, Vince McMahon and Kofi. Well, um, it, it Kofi was wanting a shot, and Vince McMahon told him basically, "Hey, you can. Uh, we'll put you in a. Oh, actually, was that at the kickoff show? I think that happened later because in the beginning it was just New Day versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura." And New Day won that match, but it was uh, it was a good match, but nothing special. And the only reason they did it in the kickoff was so they could tie that story into something that happened later on in the night. So you really uh, didn't I, miss anything. It was just a simple New Day comes out and fights those guys, and they get over on them, and they just moved on. Then it went to the first match of the night, which was the Usos versus... Miz and Shane, I saw one cool move that whole time that I was like, oh, man, that's neat. I enjoyed uh, Shane doing that coast-to-coast where he actually caught one of the Usos in midair. That was a pretty yeah. impressive move. That was pretty sweet. I mean, I, uh... the dude's he, – he's, he's a freakish athlete. You wouldn't think it, but Shane, I mean – He's he's really into that Muay Thai and a whole bunch of other stuff, and he's always working out. Even when he's not trying to wrestle, he's doing all kinds of stuff. So I'll give him that. The dude's an athlete. A lot better athlete than me. <laughs> well, me too. Me too. And the big the big curveball I use in air quotations that was thrown at us was Shane turns on Miz later on, which, I mean, I was expecting the Miz to turn on Shane maybe later. Um... I guess this was a 
<laughs> I don't know. It was supposed to be dramatic, but uh, to me, it was boring. <laughs> well, we haven't seen heel Shane since, man, 2001, maybe, with the invasion. So it's a nice switch. Yeah, but it really wasn't a a good heel. Like, it was, there wasn't, like, a big reason so they lose a match. So Shane just suddenly is like, oh, now I hate you, Miz, and I hate your dad, too. Well, we don't know that that'll be the reason. Uh, we'll find out on SmackDown this week. Uh, more. It'll be out more. Ooh, I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> For whatever reason. I will, I will say this. After that match, Elias consistently came out through the night and did his little guitar segment. And continued to get heat uh, with each segment, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, that dude, he is, he's he's on fire right now with just talking smack. And I think, I think, oh man, I just can't wait to hear. I, I just that's one of the reasons I like watching Raw right now is just to see the the stuff that Elias says that'll just piss off the fans. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see more of them, dude. I but I think they give just enough of them where I'm not sick of them yet. I'm gonna have one quick more one more quick note on the Miz and Shane and the Usos. Okay, go um, ahead. Shoot. Can we just appreciate uh, the Miz turning into a high flyer with all the flippy flippy shit he's been doing? I mean, yeah, you know what? Yes. Um, going back several years ago, uh, heck, even ten years ago, I was never a Miz fan, and he seemed very just. Average didn't really do anything that special. I always did like the skull crushing finale though. That that always made me laugh because that reminds me of just like being a dick and tripping someone in the hallway under their face. So I always did enjoy <laughs> that finishing move, but I never liked the miss. And I think in the past three years, he has really helped carry that company whenever they really needed a true heel, and he did a great job. So. Uh, now he's suddenly pulling out new moves, and I don't know. He probably ain't going to do much more than what he's doing now, but I don't need him to because he's just an overall great wrestler, great on mic skills. Wouldn't really change a thing about him right now. You got to love that frog splash. You got full extension on that thing. Yeah, he has a really nice frog splash. After that match, we went into a Mandy Rose versus Asuka this close to WrestleMania, I mean, did really anybody on planet Earth for one second think that that was going to go any other way than Oscar holding on to that title belt? I mean, they're, they kind of planted the seeds of a breakup angle with uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville. So who knows? Maybe they could have been thinking about putting it on Mandy and having her feud with uh, uh, Sonya. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um I don't know. I kind of like those two together right now. They, they, oh, I do. It makes a lot more sense than Ricochet and Alistair Black. Well, and they do need them to stay together, I think, as depth for the, the new tag belts. I was getting ready to say the same thing with the new tag belt out now. They're going to need people to stick around and stay together. I agree. I mean, I, they still have the Iconics, I guess. Which they came out during the kickoff show and did a little thing around the announcer table where they were just... Being the iconics, I guess I I don't know. They're 
I, I I'm I'm all right with Billy Kay, but the other one I'm just not a big fan of. You don't like Peyton? Man, they're a hard man to please. Oh, wait a minute, Pey- I might get might be getting confused. Which one's the thinner one? Well, neither one of them is big. Well, no, but no, but one of the, them is the sm- obviously thinner than the other. The smaller one's Peyton. Peyton, okay. Then let's 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 back that up a little bit. I like Peyton. I really don't care for Billy Kay. <laughs> hey, can we talk about real quick that there were not one but two f bombs dropped last night? Ooh, yes, yes, there was. Um, actually, I put that at the very last part of my notes. But I mean, heck, heck. Uh, well, you you saw that uh, article I posted about Fox, didn't you? Mm-mm. No, I hadn't. Fox has basically told WWE, and they're kind of forcing them to do this, which might make things interesting, but they said, uh, this PG crap, you guys are going to have to work on that, because if you want us to continue doing your programming, you need to really step it back up into your PG-13 area. Ooh, we might be getting a Sasha and Bailey live sex celebration. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I see one from the Iconics, maybe. I was just wanting to reference Edge. Oh, so, yeah. oh I, 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 I cut what you putting down there. But uh, it seems like they're wanting to bring the F back more than anything. I, I've been holding on to that joke all day. So, <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we need a little humor because, really, that pay-per-view didn't have that much humor, didn't have that much excitement, and... To prove my point, following up in the next match, we had Kofi versus The Bar. That's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, Kofi went to Vince McMahon and basically said, hey, I need a shot. And he'll say, okay, cool, we'll put you in a triple threat match or something like that. So he comes out thinking that it's going to be the New Day versus somebody. And it ends up being Kofi versus The Bar. And they beat the crap out of Kofi. And you know... When the whole crowd is chanting, this is boring, and it goes on for a while, that is, when they can't edit it out of the actual show, you know it's bad. And even well, Cesaro was kind of shouting back at the crowd. I mean, he was like trying to save face and be heel, but it was just beating up Kofi wasn't really exciting. It's just people want... That's not what they wanted from Kofi. So, you know, they were wanting him in that main event with, well, I guess it wasn't the main event, but right. they were wanting a match with Brian and uh, Kevin Owens. Well, about not take- three quarters through that whole match, you kept hearing him shouting, you know, chanting, we want Kofi. That's, that's a big deal. It is. And it did get s- some uh, sympathy for Kofi. I oh, mean. Absolutely. And, you know. You can't ignore that. You can't. So if they don't do something special for him at WrestleMania, I bet you there's something around the corner they're going to try to do and make up for him because you can't have people marking out for someone that much and just ignore it. Speaking of of, um, stories and angles, I watched something today. This is a little unrelated, but uh, you should check it out. The WWE... Chronicles on uh, the network did a little segment on Roman Reigns where he talks about his leukemia and it was actually uh, quite a little touching segment so if you get a, get some time uh, check it out because it's 
really puts it into perspective. And at this point, beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no way that was a work. There's no way. Well, I, I can't believe people ever thought it was. That was always so weird to me. Well, he even made the statement on that show that at one point that he said, there's not a cure for things right now. Um, but I mean, they kind of got some cures and he was taking actually a pill that was better than chemo and not everybody has that option. And he actually did. And because of the stage of leukemia he had, and it was so early, he was able to take a pill. Of course, the pill drained him and it kind of gave him some arthritis. So he had Mm -hmm. some side effects, but it wasn't like the, what we think of as chemotherapy. So he explains in detail what what his whole process was from the time that he took a break to the time he came back. So it was pretty touching, but I recommend for anybody to check that out. I just wanted to throw that out there because that was actually that one little segment of Chronicles was more entertaining to me almost than this whole pay-per-view we just had. <clears throat> well, well I that, think most people – Oh, go ahead. Most, most people are glad to have Reigns back, and they're glad he's healthy. The people that can separate him from his character, at least. Well, mark my words, I have always been a fan of Roman Reigns, but I utterly despised his obvious push from Vince McMahon. So, I I, I hope to see more of him. I just don't want it to be blatantly obvious that Vince has just given him everything like he was doing before. And I have heard that what he has is a lifelong thing. So, oh, absolutely, and it's and it's something that it'll go into remission, but he's got to be tested on the regular, and it can come back I, many times. I think that's how they found it to begin with. He had to do a random uh, drug test, and I don't know if something was his numbers were off or what it was yes. exactly. Yes, he actually talks about that in Chronicles because he was talking about how he was doing a blood test, and they came to him and was like, hey, we need to talk to you. And normally when they need to go over their results, they'll send them to somebody, a certain somebody and he'll tell them about it. Well, this one was like, hey, we need you to come in here. And he got there and there's a bunch of people there and they're like, have a seat. And he's like, oh, crap, this is serious. Mm-hmm. Well, that match between Kofi and the bar was very boring. And then a new day came out to try to save Kofi. And then Rusev and Nakamura came out and stopped him. So, I'm certain now we're going to have a Kofi in New Day, or actually it'll be it'll be Big E and Xavier versus The Bar versus Rusev and Nakamura at WrestleMania. Snore, 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 whatever. I I guess that's they got to they got to fill the 16 hours worth of WrestleMania somehow. So I guess that's that's one match they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Now, after that, they did a match with Ricochet, Aleister Black versus The Revival versus Rude and Gable. Um, The match overall I didn't care for, but I will say this. Bobby Rude, pun intended, has the most glorious entrance ever. And I actually thought it was humorous humorous watching uh, Gable spinning around on that platform as well. (laughs) They do make... I, I, I want Rude to be by himself, don't get me wrong, but they do make an enter- entertaining tag team. They do, uh, and they do work well together, and if you don't put Gable with anybody right now, 
No one gives a damn about Gable by himself, period. And that's the truth. So that match went, came and gone, and the Revival retained the titles, which means they'll probably do another triple threat at WrestleMania. I, 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 this is going to be the WrestleMania of the triple threat matches. I just know it because it seems like every match ends with either three singles or three groups of people that are pissed at each other, and you're like, well, I guess we're going to do a three-way at WrestleMania again. <laughs> I mean, I remember back in the day when you just have a feud that went on forever between two people, and that was the match that determined everything. Now, two people feuding isn't enough. We have to always add a third person. Cough, cough, Charlotte. I, I still don't know why they added her to that, though. <laughs> it's... It's, I, I just don't have words. <laughs> well, I'm not a Charlotte fan, and I'm not planning on being one anytime soon. Now, after that match, there was the U.S. title match. Uh, R-Truth, Samoa Joe versus Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. And once again, we expected they, they're not going to be changing no titles. So the match was a good match, though. I'll give them that. I mean, I do... I enjoy those four fighting, but holy crap, please don't put those four together at WrestleMania. Uh, I'm, they're burning me out on those four people. I really, uh, I really don't, don't want to see it. I, I don't think they will be. Um, I, I could see John Cena making a comeback. So I don't know who he would face. Ooh, John Cena <laughs> coming back to fight Samoa Joe might be an interesting match. I kind of want to see John Cena take on Johnny Gargano, you know. That's true. Johnny, uh, big match John versus Johnny Wrestling. Uh, although no one calls him big, big match John ever since uh, JBL hasn't been announcing. So, well, big match John Maggle. I think John Cena should definitely take on Samoa Joe and have an ultimate U.S. like in a. Falls count anywhere, no disqualification match for the U.S. title. And Samoa Joe will probably hold on to the title. I, I just... You, you really think they would put Samoa Joe over in that situation? I do for one reason. He's fat! And that is it. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, I just had to plug in that sound effect somewhere, so, you know. I made a deal with you. I'd keep running with the Samoa Joe thing as long as I had to put that sound effect in, so I'm holding up my end of the deal. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, well, oh, go ahead. I, I can't. They they did job scene out to The Undertaker a couple years ago in a, basically a squash match, and I just don't know that they would do that to him again. It is John Cena, after all. Okay, but here's the problem. You can only have so many John Cena's, so many Rocks, so many Brock Lesnar's before the fans start to get really, really, really pissed. Now, John Cena, to this day, though, puts asses in seats. The Rock will put asses in seats, and so will, unfortunately, Brock Lesnar, for reasons that I'll never understand why, he puts asses in seats. So as long as that happens, they're going to be the highest paid, and they're going to let them just show up 
once every four months to do their thing. So I I don't know. They got to they got to plug something in, and they they have a little. Uh, let's see what time is it? It's March eleventh right now. They Did have, you say what? Is it and then go into the month. Say what? You mean what time of year is it? Well, yeah, I was looking at what time time of year it was because it. Uh, I'm trying to think. We got a little less than a month to throw together everything. So yeah, but. That's we'll, we'll see. You probably won't hear nothing about The Rock. He'll just show up. Uh, as we mentioned, he'll probably show up with Jason Statham or something just to plug his movie. John Cena. I'm hoping you start to see a little bit from him going before um, before WrestleMania. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they're kind of a staple. you got to have them at WrestleMania right now. Well, after the um, R-Truth R- and Samoa Joe match, uh, Samoa Joe obviously won. It went into the next match, which was pretty, I don't know, boring as well. And obvious win. It was going to be Bailey and Sasha versus Nia Jax and Tamina. As usual, Tamina was stepping it up again. But Nia Jax was uh, kind of botching things up as usual. Did you notice that botch on that Samoa drop? Oh, it was terrible. They're both. I mean, I try not to say anything mean, but my gosh. They both need to be in NXT. On a positive note, okay, I'll, I'll I'll talk about the botch, but on a positive note, one of the hardest things to do is after you botch something up is to move forward like it didn't happen, and they were able to do that. There was a couple botches throughout the night, but that one right there was bad, and they just kept moving forward, and she even went and Samoa dropped her anyways, so um, we knew that... Bailey and Sasha were going to win that, and that was pretty. That was a pretty quick match. I hope they got something better planned for WrestleMania. But at this point, heck, we get, with a month left, I don't know what what they're going to do because unless they're going to try to run this Nia Jackson Tamina thing into the ground, but that ain't WrestleMania material as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's looking like they're going to do Nia and Tamina versus uh, Beth Phoenix and um, Natty. Addie Neidhart. Okay, that that makes sense just because what happened after that match with Beth Phoenix being a guest announcer and her coming out yelling at him and then they attack Beth Phoenix and then Natalia runs out and yeah, I, I you know that's actually like opening show kickoff show WrestleMania match right there and that was that'd be one that I wouldn't mind watching. You know, uh, Beth Phoenix is actually younger than Tamina. Really. Little fun fact. I didn't know that. Huh. Very interesting. Quite a bit younger than Edge, too, I think, who she's married to. Hmm. I have to look that up. Well, the next match that followed was Kevin Owens versus uh, Daniel Bryan versus Mysterious Third Man, Mustafa Ali, shows up. By the way, you don't need to look that up. Beth and Edge are married. So. Well, I meant the age thing. I know they're married. You were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what? I'm, I'm, I'm a showman, man. I, I love to see the entrances. I love to see. Uh, I miss the pyro, something fierce. But uh, I love Mustafa Ali's uh, face mask and his LED and his little Iron Man thing he tries to do with the hand. I, I, I dig it. Oh, that finish with the running knee in air 
uh, catching Mustafa Ali in the air. That was brutal. That actually was brutal because it looked like it was pretty rough, but when they slowed it down in slow motion, it actually looked like it connected. So it's like, ooh, that that looked pretty rough. Daniel Bryan, of course, won that match, and what we're talking about is the finishing blow that happened was Daniel Bryan did his running knee, but Mustafa Ali was in the air, so he caught him like mid-air with that thing and dropped Mustafa and pinned him and and got the pin. So that was actually uh overall that was actually a pretty good match. I really liked that match. It really was. They worked really well together. And they can just talk you I mean, Daniel Bryan's not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination, but they can just toss Mustafa Ali all over the place. Well, I'll tell you what that um and I believe that was Mustafa Ali that did that DDT to Daniel Bryan. That was oh no, no, it was uh inverted uh, inverted hurricanrana he did to him. That was, yeah. for a guy Kevin Owens size, that was <laughs> that was pretty impressive. That move always scares me, though, because well, it looks like it ran right on top of their head. I'll tell you what, what equally scared me was that power bomb that Kevin Owens did to Mustafa Ali straight into the apron. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that that had to jack up his back. That was that was savage. The only well, Owens also. The only other thing I'm going to note about that match is almost, as I said before, three quarters through that match, all you heard was, we want Kofi Chance. Well, uh, Owens also did a plancha to the outside and uh, almost knocked his head off from the announce table. Yeah, he did. Um, But I still enjoyed that move rather than a stupid suicide dive because that move still looked like it would knock somebody down. The suicide dive where they just catch each other and then the other guys fall down. I'm just over that move. I can't stress how much I hate that move. Bailey did a, did one, though, during her match, and she jumped out, and she did that move right. I mean, she hit all uh, three of them, and, I mean, hit them, impacted, knocked them down, looked legit. So, good job, I don't Bailey. Think, <laughs> I don't think Bailey gets enough credit for how good a worker she is just because of the crap storyline she's been in since coming to the main roster. Oh, absolutely. And and she's a super baby face and super baby faces are really hard to get over sometimes. And then on top of that, if they ever try to make her heal, it just doesn't work. Well, she's got the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube, man. So, yeah, I, I, I guess she could come out and deflate them. I guess that would make her heal. <laughs> I don't really know what they'll do with her at this point to try to give her some heat. She could be all off. Just well, after come that out. Match. Um, let's see here. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Um, okay, I got to talk about this. Is Beck? How long is Becky going to do this wounded leg crap? Like, do you really think she's going to be in pristine fighting condition between now and WrestleMania? I mean, she sold for two months straight that she's, you know, damn near got a broken leg. How how are they going to play this off like she would actually have a, a snowball's chance in hell at WrestleMania? <laughs> well, I mean, there is a month, I guess. So they have enough time to do something with it, I suppose. Becky would have to almost just not make show her face for a month for this to be even semi-believable to me. And going um, to WrestleMania, that ain't happening. No, it's not. Um, 
it, I wouldn't mind her being off TV for a minute. Or that's not what I mean. Uh, leave her on just one show. Don't keep having them on Raw and SmackDown. That's unnecessary. The more wounded they have her looking, the the. I don't know, the more boring the, the story is going to be. Because, I mean, Charlotte pretty much wiped the floor with Becky before Ronda Rousey came in and disqualified the match and punched Becky right in the head, which I thought was kind of a funny way to disqualify the match. I like that. <laughs> yeah, just shorten to the point. But I will say this. Becky's punches, I could almost watch Ronda Rousey and Becky have just a punching contest because they actually look like they're – they're really hitting hard. After that, let's see here. The Charlotte and Becky, Elias came back out. This was out of nowhere. By the way, this was a segment that you're, I could have completely done without because I'm like, what the hell just happened? Earlier on in the night, I think it was a kickoff show. AJ Styles made a comment, and then Randy Orton came out and talked some smack about him, and AJ Styles was like, oh, I'll take care of him in time. Fast forward through the middle of the night, or actually towards the end of the night, Elias comes back out, talks some smack, then Lacey Evans comes out and does her little 20-yard strut, and as she's going back out, out of nowhere, Randy Orton RKO's Elias, and then... AJ Styles jumps off the top rope and does a, the phenomenal forearm to RKO or, or to Orton, and I, I, I guess that was a, t- a segment worth watching. Um, I, I guess they got set up well once again. How else are we gonna set up matches going into WrestleMania? So I'm sure there will be an AJ Styles and Randy Orton match, which will be a good match, I think. Actually, hold on, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, it'll be AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus Elias. Triple threat. Imagine that. <laughs> I don't know that they'd add Elias to it. I mean, he's not even on the same brand as those two. Um, they've been both since the... You since, never know. Because uh, it was Randy that eliminated AJ from the, the six-man match right. with that beautiful RKO off the top rope. I, I, I am going to say this. Um, I'm going to comment on two things. Kevin Owens, um, kudos to you, man. Keep that stunner alive, brother. I don't care what anybody says. Keep stunning people because every time he hits somebody with that stunner, they act like they've just been stunned. God bless you all for keeping Stone Cold Legacies alive. Keep it going, man. Keep stunning away. I was thinking about stunning somebody tonight while I was at the gas station. Uh, you probably couldn't get away with it. No, be... I, I, I couldn't, but I, I did think that for a moment there should be a law in the state of Illinois that says if you have more than one lottery ticket that you are either buying or cashing out, that the person behind you should be allowed to kick you in the stomach and stun you with no ramifications. Or just, you know, let people go in front of you at least. Yeah, I've got stuck behind those yahoos before too. Well, there was a customer that was in there with a stack. I mean, it's it's like they had a stack of 30 scratch-off tickets that they probably all had a dollar on each one of them, and they were cashing them out, and it was just so 
painful. That line kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I mean, I know you got to do it sometime, but I just, uh, was this uh, at our local, local gas station? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But stunners, I'm telling you lottery tickets should equal stunners. And any going back to the Randy Orton, um, his RKO though, man, it, it just like a diamond cutter, man. I'll just watch it. I love it out of nowhere. RKO. Yep. All day long. I'll watch it. Love it. Well, after that little segment, they went to the actual final match of the night, which was the shield versus Bobby Lashley, uh, Baron Corbin and, uh, McIntyre. That was a great match. Actually. Um, you knew the shield was going to win that one. And if they would have lost it, it would have been because they were setting up something for WrestleMania. But if that truly was the last time the Shield ever wrestles together, that was a really good send off. It was. It was a uh, emotional too, and that's where the second F bomb came in. Where, where was the first one? I'm trying to remember where the first one was at. They had a watch party with like Nigel McGinnis and other people, uh-huh. and uh, Nigel McGinnis let one of the F bombs. <laughs> And it was, ah. it was delayed like uh, Rollins's was, so he just let her slip live on air. So he probably got a talking to at well, some point. Rollins, his wasn't even remotely like a slip up. He looked up at the crowd and said, "One last mother effing time," and they did that move, and it was over. But man, that was a that was a great send off. You could tell Dean was a little emotional. Uh, Rollins was a little emotional. Reigns is just happy to be alive. Man, you look at his face right now. Every time you see him, he's just happy. <laughs> and I don't blame the man. I don't blame him one yeah. bit. Everybody could be. And uh, the group has just so much charisma together. Um, more, I mean, they're all charismatic in their own way. You know, I know you're not a big Dean fan, but Dean does Roman, fine in a group. I don't like him as a single. I I have talked about Roman's promos before, but man, they just never give him anything to work with. And when he's just being himself, he's so much more natural sounding. Yes, agreed. When he's trying to run off of a script, he stutters and messes things up and... He he has a harder time, but when he's just doing it natural, he's very you know it, it's so much better. Well, that was the end of Fast Lane. That was nothing else really happened. I like like I said, I give the whole pay per view a good C plus, maybe a B minus. Uh, the Shield thing kind of was emotional for me a little bit, so I I, I can appreciate that, but nothing. No belts changed hands. No major surprises. If you wanted to watch a pay per view with some uh, with some solid matches that that were were enjoyable, I guess you could say that was Fastlane. There have been much much worse pay per views than Fastlane, so I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll go on record and say B minus just because of the Shield moment there and, and dropping the F bomb the way they did. <laughs> good on them if they're going to bring back the attitude era they're on their way 
Do you have any, uh, anything you want to mention here, Tex, about going into WrestleMania? Or I haven't watched Raw yet tonight, so after I finish up this podcast, I'm going to kick on Raw and start taking some notes. So um, anything you want to well, throw out there? Having two events between or two events between the Rumble and WrestleMania is a bit much, probably. Um, right. I won't even say a bit much. Uh, they they would be fine if they were just single brand events, you know, instead of being Raw and SmackDown events. One should be, you know, whoever doesn't pick, you know, the champion from that brand. That should be the EC. That should be that brand's pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever the other pay per view should be the other brand. That's how they used to do it, and I think they should do that again. Well, there's there's a new year that's going to be coming around the corner, a lot longer around the corner. But after I kind of in wrestling, I count the new years as being after WrestleMania, because that's when you start seeing the the draft and the different roster changes and different things happening. So I that's when they release the new Raw set right. and graphic. Well, we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. I, there's that'd be like like I said before. I'd really like to see Raw drop it down to two hours, but you know that ain't gonna happen. No, probably won't. Uh, we are less than a month away from WrestleMania, though. Well, we will have definitely. I will have uh, each Sunday. We'll be recording a podcast about the week before. I kind of like the way we did this uh, pay-per-view. This is our first pay-per-view that we ever recorded. Uh, so we still did our Sunday podcast for the week. And then on Monday, we did a recap on the pay-per-view. So we might keep that format. We might change this. I, this is all new to us. So we're going to be trying a lot of different things. So feel free, any of you who are listening, to give ideas and suggestions. Um, if you guys are drinking... By all means, uh, play a game called How Many Times Can Luke Say Uh or Um? It will get you tore up pretty fast. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Aside from that, I have one final note before we sign off. And it's something about the true, the, I don't know, the champion of champions, the current United States champion, Samoa Joe. <laughs> yep, that that sums it up. Anyways, unless you got anything else, Tex, uh, I'm going to tell everybody uh, goodbye. Make sure you join our channel, and I look forward to hearing from you all soon. Have a good week, universe. Alrighty. I believe that is going to be our show.